welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And remember, Locked On Diamondbacks is your team every day. And don't forget to go to rockauto.com where the prices are always reliably low and they have an amazing selection. Don't forget to go to cbdmd.com. Use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your first purchase. Now, on today's pod, we're going to be talking about last night's game. We're going to talk about the, the comeback that just fell short, the, the struggles of Kevin Ginkle, and if Luke Weaver could, you know, finally get himself back on the right track and finally go back to looking like the, the guy he looked like last year when he gave, excuse me, D-backs fans a lot of hope. So we'll get into all that on today's pod. But first, if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get into that D-backs talk and let's, you know, let's talk about last night's game because... Zach Gallen, my guy, you guys know I love talking about him. He had another great performance for the team last night. He went seven strong innings, I believe. I got the box score here. He went seven strong innings, only two earned runs, and a, and he had seven strikeouts. Gave up one home run, but no walks, which was nice. 94 pitches. His ERA is now 274 on the year. And he's been great for this team, as I always mention. He, uh, I've been the guy telling you about how good he's going to be. And he actually set a record by only allowing two runs in seven innings of work. Gallen actually set a new record for most consecutive starts to begin a, to begin a career with three or fewer runs allowed. He made 19 consecutive starts of three or fewer runs. That is a, that's the new MLB record. Think about that. That's pretty crazy. He broke that record set by Montreal Steve Rogers, 73-74. So you can actually say Zach Gallen is off to one of the best starts of any young pitcher in MLB history. I mean, a record of 19 consecutive starts of three or fewer, three or fewer runs allowed to begin a career. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty tough to do. And we, you know... You could just see the confidence he has on the mound when he's pitching. You can see the confidence in the team when he's on the mound. Right now, this team is, he's the tone setter. He feels like the guy that uh, Madison Bumgarner was supposed to be. But right now, I feel like Zach Gallen is that guy that's setting the tone at the top of the rotation. He's doing it just by commanding his pitches, like I always say, locating. He's getting, you know, his strikeout numbers are pretty good. He's not walking a lot of guys. He, he's been taking that back, you know, with every start. He looks to be improving in that area. He's not making a lot of mistakes. I always say he's been giving up the hits, but he's not giving up the damage. And last night, he gave up seven more hits, but only two earned runs. So as long as he's giving up hits, but not home runs and uh, not earned runs, it's going to be okay. And so far, he's been able to do that. I've just loved how Zach Allen has looked on the year. For the D-backs team in general last night, the the offense, again, was a little sluggish to start the game. But like I said on yesterday's pod, if you go back and listen to it, I said 
This D-backs team was probably going to struggle against the starter, but they were going to break out against the bullpen. I've been pretty good on my D-backs predictions recently. That's because that's just how they've been going uh, a lot in the last couple weeks. Like against the Astros, I mentioned, they were a team that struggled early against the starter. But once that bullpen came in, they really took off. And that's what the offense did last night again. Christian Walker hit his first home run of the year in that fourth inning. And so that was great to see him. He's been kind of an unsung hero of this team, Christian Walker. You know, he's batting 290. He's got a pretty good slugging at 468, 343 OBP. So he's got some solid numbers, but his first home run of the year. And then Carson Kelly homered in the top of the seven for his first home run of the year. Both tied 2-2 after seven, but the bottom of the eighth, we saw Kevin Ginkle just come in and implode for this D-backs team, and I just want to talk about Kevin Ginkle for a little bit because he was a guy that I've been so high on to, to start the season. You guys heard me talk about him so much as a potential closer for 2021, and maybe even if uh, Archie Bradley struggled in 2020, I thought Kevin Ginkle could have filled into that role and been uh, the potential closer of this team in 2020. But so far, the way he's pitching, uh, it's not looking good. He came in, didn't record an out, had a walk. He gave up four earned runs, three hits, and that's just not going to get it done. And it was a very uninspiring performance by Kevin Ginkle. It just makes me wonder, why is he struggling so much? What is going on with Kevin Ginkle that, that he's you know, doing this bad. I mean, his ERA is just awful on the year. His ERA has ballooned to a 16.2. And it's not the first time Kevin Ginkle has actually done that. He he struggled a decent amount in his other starts this year, too. I, I don't know what it is for Kevin Ginkle this year, but he, he's had a few performances where you just look up and you're like, what are you doing, dude? I mean, Last night was a stink. He allowed, he, I said he allowed four earned runs in less than an inning, but it was his second such outing of the season. He, he He's had two outings this year where he's given up four earned runs and didn't even record an out. Or he did not record an out, but he did it in less than an inning. And he's not alone in that, though. Uh, according to AZ Snake Pit, there have been 16 other pitchers that have had multiple games like that in a year. David Hernandez did it in 2011, and Brian Bernie did it in 2005. They both had three each. But the thing that's different from Kevin Ginkle than those other people, Kevin Ginkle has got it, has done it quicker than anyone else. It took him just 18 games to have uh, two outings where he's allowed four runs or more in just less than an inning. So that's not a that's not a record you want to be a part of. Unlike the Zach Gallon record, that's not a record you want to be a part of if you're Kevin Ginkle. For so if I'm Kevin Ginkle, you know I'm looking at you as potentially, you know. Uh, right now is a setup reliever. I I need you to be that that eighth inning guy that sets up Archie Bradley. I feel like he has the stuff. I saw what he did last year. I really I'm really high in Kevin Ginkle, but this season he's not really showing it, and he's gonna need to get a better. He's gonna need to be better, and he's he's gonna need to get better because we are running out of time as a D-backs team. They're now seven and eleven. They're now. Five and a half games back, as I always say. And they're actually last again in the NL West. So Kevin Ginkle needs to pick it up because if Zach Allen is going out there and giving you seven strong innings, because we've always said the issue with this team is the D-back starters not going deep enough in the ball game. We always say the, the, their issues has been walks and, you know, not being able to make it even through five innings. But now got a guy like Zach Allen out, out there on the mound, and he's giving you seven strong. He only gave up two earned runs, but... You put in Kevin Ginkle, and he he's struggling, gives up four earned runs. 
just like that, I, that's not going to fly. And so Kevin Ginkle needs to get better in that area. Oh, he's going to be on my short list. Like a, he's going to be on my short list like a Robbie Ray and a Madison Bumgarner of guys who might need to be, you know, moved around in the organization. Maybe Ginkle needs to be sent back to the minors. Maybe he needs to not come in in such high-leverage situations. I don't know what it is. But right now, Kevin Ginkle is not performing, and there's not enough time in the season to get it done. As for the rest of this D-backs game last night, I did like their comeback effort in the top of ninth. They, they, they fell just short. This Rockies bullpen is not that great. They have some, you know, nice studs in there. They got a couple guys who have been pitching pretty well. But overall, they, we got to this Rockies bullpen last night. We put up, what, five runs in the top of the ninth? You know, Ahmed single scored LaCastro. Ketel Marte double scored, too. A Starling Marte single scored Ketel Marte and a Eduardo Escobar single scored Starling Marte. That's five earned runs. So D-backs almost made the comeback effort last night, but they just fell short. So I, I still like the seven runs that the D-backs put on the board. That should be enough to win, even though it came late. We just need that bullpen to pick up the rest of the game. If, you know, if your starter's going to go out there and do what Zach Allen did last night, the bullpen needs to step it up. Alex Young, I, I like Alex Young. I've been an Alex Young fan. I said he should be the spot starter. He should be the spot starter with Madison Bumgarner on the on the injured list right now. But after last night's performance, his ERA ballooning uh, ballooning to a four six six. We'll see. I still have confidence in him. I still think he should be the starter with uh, Madison Bumgarner out. But we'll see what kind of decision Toy Lavelle and Mike Hazen do uh, for this D backs team when Bumgarner's turn is up again to start, but I have confidence that they'll make the right decision, but this team as a whole, they need to get better. They're just not cohesive enough as a unit. The either one day, the offense is good and the pitching sucks or the pitching sucks or, or the, or the pitching is good and the offense sucks. So we just need to get it all together and get it more consistent because we are running out of time. We're almost a third of the way through the season. And this team is last place in the NL West. And I'm starting to worry if this team is even going to make the playoffs. We're still we're five and a half back, so we'll see what happens. But this D-backs offense is going to need to keep supporting their pitchers like CBDMD can support you. Because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller, roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. To make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional chain store front. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the cowman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers that have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. And let's talk about this D-backs Rockies game tonight. And more specifically, let's get into Luke Weaver because I don't know what to make of Luke Weaver anymore. I mean, based off last year, I you know, we were high on Luke Weaver. We, we really thought Luke Weaver was going to have, you know, a, a really great start uh, to the season, we thought Luke Weaver could really step up and be potentially the number two starter in this rotation if Robbie Ray, you know, faltered or, I mean, that has happened. But Luke Weaver hasn't stepped up to the plate. I really thought Luke Weaver had the stuff of an ace or at least the number two, like I said, you know. I really thought he was going to be a guy that made us feel good or at least, you know, justified the Paul Goldschmidt trade, which I, I really still don't understand why the D-backs traded him, but... Luke Weaver hasn't lived up to the expectations on the season so far. His ERA is a 12.19. He's only pitched 10 innings through three starts. So that just that's pretty much all you need to know. 14 earned runs in 10 innings. His strikeouts per nine, as I always mentioned, is still great. 12.2, but his hits per nine is 13.9. He's actually given up more hits than he's striking out people, which is not a, a crazy stat. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people do that, but 13.9 strikeout per nine is insane. 4.4 home runs per nine is insane, and a 5.2 walks per nine is insane. So basically, his issue is he gives up too many hits, he gives up too many home runs, walks too many people. That's the bottom line. The man has control issues, and he's really struggled with his just pitching effectiveness and location. I don't know what it is with Luke Weaver. He's the guy that has the stuff. He's He has the arsenal. He's big. He's tall. He's lanky. He, he, he has a pretty good heater. He can ramp it up there. But for some reason, I, I don't know what is up with Luke Weaver. I don't know wh why he's been struggling so so much. And from the sound of it, it looks like Luke Weaver will have another short leash, uh, another short leash again today. Uh, Toy Lavello hasn't, you know, specified whether or not he would commit to Luke Weaver more than three innings today. But if you can't commit to your starter going more than three innings, then that's an issue. I, I don't know what more needs to be said. If you really don't believe in a starter going at least three innings for you, four innings, then I don't know if this guy should be a starter in the rotation. That's a that's a real question. That just seems like a question surrounding so many of these D-back starters right now. Like a Robbie Ray? I, I don't know. A Madison Bumgarner? He's on the injured list right now. So, Luke Weaver, he's a guy that, as I always mention, if this D-backs team... Once again, the playoff race, they need their guys who they've been relying on to at least, you know, be key contributors to actually be those contributors, you know. A lot of the the talk in 
I guess the the negativity surrounding the D-backs entering this season was whether you no, know, so many guys last year had breakout years or career years. People wondered whether those were flukes or outliers and whether they could repeat that again in 2020. So far, someone like Eduardo Escobar, that's been correct. Luke Weaver, he hasn't lived up to that billing that he had last year. But for for some other guys, it hasn't been true. But for, for a couple of them, it has been true. And you could put Luke Weaver in that discussion. Now, he hasn't had a, a lot of, you know, he hasn't had a large sample size to go off of. Not like he's had, you know, 30 starts under his belt and any of the seasons he has been a pitcher he his best season well the most starts he has in a season was 2018 we had 25 starts but he was not good in 25 starts he had a 4.95 ERA his walks per nine was 3.6 his hits per nine was 9.9 so even in that kind of year he didn't have a great kind of season that was when he was still with the St. Louis Cardinals so I I'm not sure if what we saw last year from Luke Weaver is the guy we're really going to see, or if he's actually closer to that guy that was in 2018 that actually struggles, you know, who actually isn't this dominating force that we want Luke Weaver to be. Sometimes you have to just accept pitchers and players for who they are and stop acting like their potential is who they're going to be. We could say a guy's going to have a high potential, but until they actually, you know, show us that he can do that, until he shows the flashes and actually produces up to that potential consistently we can't get you can't just keep throwing that player out there and say yeah eventually they'll come around listen and live up to their potential because there are guys there are lottery picks in all sports who say man that guy just happened to be a bus he had the opportunity we, we gave him the workload we gave him ample chances and he just never performed to the expectations we thought and that's really where it comes with luke weaver it's all about expectation because when you trade uh a guy away like paul goldschmidt your franchise player, and you get back, you know, a, a catcher and a starting pitcher who's, you know, allegedly one of the best pitching prospects in baseball, then you're going to expect a lot. And Luke Weaver hasn't lived up to the billing last uh, this year. Last year, he gave us a lot of confidence. He did show the flashes last year. He, he made us believe that, you know what, maybe he could be a number two starter, as I mentioned. But right now, he's not getting it done. And this D-backs team is going against a pretty solid pitcher today for, for the Colorado Rockies. So, We'll see what it means for this D-backs team. I like what the offense has been doing recently. I would like them to, you know, get the scoring started a little bit earlier. I mean, if I had anything to say, I would like them to get the scoring started a little bit earlier. They've been doing good against the bullpen of opposing teams, but I want I want Luke Weaver to go out there on the mound and have a lead that he has to try and protect because so many times you've seen Luke Weaver starts. He's already down 3 nothing, like a lot of these uh, D-backs pitchers. He's already down 3 nothing after the first inning because he, he's just been struggling. So what I want the D-backs to do is score early. They're at course field, so they're going to be batting first. So, so try to score first. Give Luke Weaver that confidence to let him know this D-backs offense is behind you. And actually, as I'm recording this pod, I didn't even know this. The game is on right now, and the D-backs actually scored first. I guarantee you I didn't look at that before I just said that statement. So the D-backs are actually already doing what I said to do, and I just, that's what the D-backs need to do. They've been great late in the game with their offense, but if their offense can start ramping it up a little bit earlier, that will give the, I'll put a little bit more pressure on these pitchers to have those shutdown innings because 
That is just so important in baseball. You can't give up earned runs after your team just uh, after your team just scored. That, that that just messes up the cohesiveness of your team, the chemistry. It just puts pressure, unnecessary pressure, on the offense to feel like they have to score every time. It's kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs the two years ago when they had one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and the Patrick Mahomes on the offense felt like they had to score on every possession if they wanted to be in the game. And so, for the D-backs team. Their offense needs to score earlier, so it takes a little bit. So actually, it puts a little bit of pressure on the D-backs pitchers to actually perform well. And for the D-backs pitchers, they need to have those shutdown innings so the offense doesn't feel like they have to score every time they're up at the plate. That's it for this edition of the Lock on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Go turn on that D-backs game right now because it's on as you're listening to this podcast if you're listening to it today. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace.